Sorry, we haven't been on the air in well over a month. We even have gotten very busy. Gotten increasingly busy. It's, it's kind of the good thing and the bad thing when mm-hmm. things start becoming successful. It's like, you know, with with some of your projects, it's like all of a sudden you have to you, you, trying to find time to put stuff together mm-hmm. becomes increasingly uh, challenging. Um, especially because you just went back, you hit you out of play, you mm-hmm. went back to school, your brother went back to school, your sister went to a new school. Um, my schedule had to change for all kinds of crazy reasons. Um, but it, but we're, we're glad to be back and we have a, a, a crap ton of, of, uh, Disney stuff to bring up. But yeah, they uh, just had their D23 Expo and some weird statements from Bob Chapek about monitoring who's coming into coming the park. into the parks yeah they, we're gonna get into that in just a minute before we do we will we want to and I know a lot of you out there who are listening outside of our area won't know who we're talking about but we we got some unfortunate news this morning um, one of our uh, one of the legends uh, in Bakersfield theater uh, passed away overnight uh, Norm. Caldwell was, I mean, just, uh, you know, I, I can't even describe, you know, uh, properly what to say about him other than to say that he was just a legend in, in Bakersfield Theater and local theater here. Um, my last play that I did was his last play. Yeah, it was Miracle on 34th Street. I think that was the only time I had better to play with him but see he's probably the most professional actor I've ever had the pleasure of yeah and, and Norm was in his 80s mm-hmm. at the time that I met him I knew of him I'd seen him in other in other performances I had never had a chance to work with him until Miracle on 34th Street um and he was just, like I said, a professional up until the very, even even before every performance, he was sitting in the... You're sitting in the dressing room, dressing room running his lines. Running his lines, going over his lines, going over the script. Um, if he missed something, we go backstage, I apologize. Hey, don't worry about it, it all worked out. Um, you know, he was just one of those guys who was just... Uh, just amazing to work with, mm-hmm. and it was sad. Of uh, the, the the he passed away. We um, it, it was interesting. Was of course one of the reasons why um, he has. In, when, when was Thirty Fourth Street? That was a that while. was in December twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, and he had announced shortly after the play had ended that he was taking a, a, a hiatus away from acting, in order to take care of his wife Marie. Another very beloved figure in Bakersfield Theater because at that time she had started suffering from dementia. Yeah, and uh, he, he he announced that he was stepping aside to take care of her, 
and um, which was the right decision to do. Her her dementia was very apparent. When, yeah, when we, we were, were working on Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and, and so um, so we we kind of you know when he announced that we kind of like okay, that's the best thing for him to do is to to, to take care of his wife. She had actually just passed away. What? But I think it was Four. just over a month ago. Yeah, I was about six weeks ago she had passed he, away. He had announced that she had passed away, and then after her passing, he had considered taking up acting again. But yeah, he was he was he wanted to get back to acting, but he wasn't sure because of his age that there would be any roles out there for him to do. A lot of people basically said, "Hey, you know, there's no harm in auditioning. You are a great actor." And I'm sure that there are things that will open up for you. And so when when it came over Facebook that he had passed away, I was gobsmacked. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, um, but a lot of people were are saying, well, you know, now he's with his wife and they're together, yeah. and and you know, you you can you 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 might be able to say that that he he died of a broken heart, but we, you know, that's. Um, relative I mean mm-hmm. you know because I haven't heard any cause of death other than just that Tim Fromm another Bakersfield theater person had announced that he was found passed away in his home yeah so so we wanted to I wanted to get that out there right off the bat again I, there a lot of a lot of people are like well we don't know who this guy is trust me there is somebody if, if you participate in Local community theater. There is somebody in your town that is, like, the person, the mm-hmm. the guy, you know, or the gal, that is just the the one that is like just drives everything in that community theater wise. And so we've 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 suffered a great loss here in Bakersfield, California, and uh, we just uh, wish the best of his family now that he's is passed on. <sighs> Uh, you know, aside from going on from that, you, we, you know, we, um, D, like you were saying, D23 just had its... Just had their expo, I think it was last week. Last week. And of course you had announcements of, like, they, they were going to be getting rid of Dinoland USA and making it into a Zootopia slash Moana themed well, the, land, the, which then... Leaves you to wonder if they're going to retheme the dinosaur ride because, aside from no, Dinoland no. USA's sort of mixed reaction, that was pretty much universally one of everybody's favorite rides, Animal Kingdom. But yeah, if they do end up retheming it, it'll be out of place. But at the I, same time, you don't want to get rid of it. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna ditch the ride. I think it's 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 one of those rides where it's just it's too iconic to mm-hmm. to. Um, to get rid of, um, of course, Disney's been super into retheming because they finally just um, announced that uh, what the Tiana's Bayou Adventure will be opening. What they say, late twenty twenty four. They finally have shown a model of it. Here's what it's going to look like. Oh yeah, here's what the story's going to be. She's looking for a. She's looking for an ingredient for a special party and for a dish. And now they've just also announced that she's, she's going to have her... They're finally going to put her restaurant up in New Orleans Square, which is like, okay, wasn't that was exactly what we thought about. 
Are they going to make it a new restaurant? Are they going to do like redo the River Bell Terrace or I what? Foggiest idea. Because I mean, you, you know, I mean, you know, that would be. I mean, we we thought that you know maybe they do it for the the French market, French rest, market? restaurant. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. They, I think what they do is they, they they come up with these ideas and they're just like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. Um, but even Walt Disney says, you know, that your Disneyland's always changing. It's, it's you're imagining new things. The, the thing with Dinoland is, I think, is my opinion. They're gonna go with Zootopia because it fits best with Animal Kingdom. I mean, you know. And plus, they already have their Moana thing going on over at Epcot. So. So I, I don't see why you know they would put a Moana thing over at Animal Kingdom. Uh, one of the new things that they had talked about and that it was bannered about was, I guess, they're planning on growing outside of the other side of Big Thunder Mountain. They're putting in a new land, possibly. They're trying to decide, oh, it might be Coco. Okay, that sounds great. No, but but it, we're also considering doing a villain's land or a villain's lair. Of course, they announced that, that. Disneyland or Magic Kingdom? Oh, I think it was Magic Kingdom. Okay. I mean, because Disneyland, they don't have a whole lot of space. No. You know, so, but where Disney, the Magic Kingdom, they've got all kinds of room. Yeah. You know. Um, but we'll see how that works out. That got me excited. I'm like, everybody wants to see a villain's mm-hmm. land or a villain's we'll land. land. What is it? Land of the Dead? Like land of the Dead. That would be really cool. That would be interesting to do. Um, but the, it was just kind of like something that, hey, here's something we're thinking about. What do you think? And so, um, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm still not, you and I are still kind of like, you know, why in the world would you change Splash Mountain other than the fact that you just want to distance yourself from a, from Song of the South. From Song of the South. I mean, that's just, it's kind of ridiculous, but hey, you know, we'll see how it works out. You know, it could be it could be either a a, a gal, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout where it works, it works, and everybody loves it, and it's okay, it's doing right. Or it could end up being, you know, another journey into imagination. Oh yeah, where it takes a big dump. Yeah. <laughs> um. But we'll see. We'll, you know, time will tell. I'm still not excited about it. I will probably ride it just to like see how I wrote it. Yeah. You know. See if our our uh, expectations are what, valid. Valid, yeah. Uh, and then I guess we heard that the um, the D23. They also released trailers for. Some upcoming movies and projects, one of which was... Most notably the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid, which... So, you know how YouTube banned the dislikes? Right. And people have, like, some sort of mod or whatever to be able to see the amount of dislikes on something. And it's got an astronomical amount of dislikes. Like, last time I checked it, I think it was at, like, a million or something. Really? And, of course... Since Halle Bailey, the, the new actress for Ariel is Black, oh, what are you following? Not the, this is another soulless remake designed solely to make money. And pissing on the grave of greats like Howard Ashman by rehashing their work. 
Oh yeah, of course. I mean, you know, but nor the poor visuals where even though the entire the movie takes place underwater, it doesn't look like that at all. Yeah. No, it's it's because of racism. Yeah, it's nothing well, else. Nothing else. Um, and again, I've I said this when they first announced it. I'll say it again because they're they're banking on a lot of. Of you know live action remakes. Well, yeah, like they just had their Pinocchio that released just like last week, which apparently is also another dumpster fire. No surprise there. Yeah. And they got the the sequel to the Lion King coming up. I heard they got their Lilo and Stitch one. Yeah. That, God knows how many others. The rumors are they were going to do one for Atlantis, the Lost Empire, in which the the I think the director and the screenwriter both came out and said. I don't want that. It's not going to work. Um, they already got the one for Snow White, in which their lead actress has come out. Rachel Ziegler? Yeah. Basically has come out and said... That Snow White's not going to have a prince in this one. She's going to be that... The uh, strong, independent, you know. Okay, great. You know, she. You know, just because you want to, like, make your mark you know, uh, and do it your way, that's fine. But... Um, I, you know, Disney fans have certain expectations of mm-hmm. how a Disney movie should be done. It's like, remember when when Aladdin came out and the first trailer was released and Will Smith came out looking like the genie and people lost their minds. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that's so horrible. So, so horrible. And it did. It looked so horrible. Mm-hmm. But then, you know... I think they went back, they kind of redid it. When he wasn't in his genie form, it looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, Will Smith made the genie his own. It all worked. I still like it. Uh, again, I told you I could have done without the one song. Yeah. Um, what, Speechless? Speechless. Yeah. Uh, but we all, it, it was we all, out of place and interrupted the story. That's, the whole that's the reason why story. We are not particular fans of Speechless. Um, because it just it just kind of ruined the flow of the film, mm-hmm. you know, only to give her a female empowerment song, which I'm like, okay, that, you know, whatever. Um, I've said this, and you know, I'll say it again: if Little Mermaid flops like Mulan, and if Snow White flops like Mulan, mm-hmm. they're never going to do another. I don't care how many. The only ones I think they I, I could see them releasing is, um, is the, the the Cruella sequel. Yeah. Because they got Emma Stone and she's already made a big hit of the first one, mm-hmm. and the Haunted Mansion film that they've already got rolling. Are they bringing back Eddie Murphy for that one? <laughs> I don't think so. No. I oh don't think darn. So. That was never a bad film. It was just. It's it. It wasn't true to the ride. It was, I watched it a couple months ago, and it, it was certainly well, the, the epitome of hit or miss. Yeah. I give it two and a half out of five, because there are moments where it's stupid. Yeah. But there are moments like, you know, the, the mausoleum scene, the the singing bus, those were, those were really good parts yeah. of it. The, the scene with the, inside the crypt with the, with the skeletons, mm-hmm. which always freaks me out. And Terrence Stamp. Yeah. It was great. It was great. As Ramsley. Yeah, and it had an interesting storyline. It was just very poorly executed. But off from that tangent, 
Oh, yeah. It's just that... It's just that, you know... It seems like... what we I think we talked about this. Disney has not come up with a real original idea. No. You know... It's since Ryan the Last Dragon. Ryan the yeah. Last Dragon was, I think, their last original idea. Mm-hmm. Since then, if it's not Star Wars, if it's not Marvel, and if it's not a remake, a live-action remake, mm-hmm. they're not doing it. And they're pretty much relying on Pixar to come up with all of the original ideas, yeah. only for Pixar to put them to dump it on Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. Like you had Soul, Onward... Turning Red, which I still haven't seen. seen. Yet, uh, but, I mean, those are, are Luca, all original films, but they're like, ah, you're, you're, you're not more worthy than our shitty live-action remakes to get a theatrical run. Yeah, I mean, they already announced, a D, they also announced a D23 that uh, Elemental, the new Disney Pixar film. Oh my god, that, that reminds and, me of something that... Pixar had posted their, like, teaser post or something about it. Yeah. And of course it's got, you know, like, the fire and the water and I don't think you, you would know this this is very much more like uh, people my age would know yeah. the cool math games Fireboy and Water Girl oh okay. have you ever heard of that I, game I've heard of it I don't know anything about it and that's all people were talking about it's like oh my god they're finally making a Fireboy and Water Girl movie <laughs> only it's Fire Girl and Water Boy it's yeah. the exact opposite um, they're promising that movie, Elemental, to be a theater release, but they've said the same. They said the same thing about Soul. They said the same thing about Turning Red. Um, Luca, I think, was going to get a theatrical run until they pulled it and put it on Disney Plus. And I'm not. I mean, if I'm Pixar, I'm not very confident that yeah, they're going to give us a theatrical run when the last what four films. That Pixar's put out has all have all been shelved from the theatrical release mm-hmm. dates and put right on in Disney Plus. You know, and 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 the fact that you know they they, they critically bombed with Lightyear. Oh, which, yeah, I forgot about Lightyear. Which you know didn't really, I mean, it, it had a theatrical release, but they were hoping to bank on all of that. We've already talked about this. Only for bank on, bank on what the Toy Story, Toy Story franchise, yeah. Only to yeah. absolutely get blasted by Minions: The Rise of Gru. Gru, yeah. As well as other films <laughs> like Top Gun Maverick, and which absolutely Jurassic dominated World, Jurassic World Dominion and mm-hmm. Elvis and all these other films that came out in the summer and just buried it. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, I don't even know. If Lightyear's even made back its budget for worldwide, I mean, it probably has. Well, let's see. Let's find out. Lightyear. That's that's another one I've yet to watch. But because I had no have you seen, interest but, in it. But going back to what we were talking about, have you seen the have you seen the trailer for for Little Mermaid? Not the entire thing. The entire but the, thing. the end where it's like, oh, Holly Bailey singing, part of your world. It's like. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like sure you're no you're no Jody Benson, okay? Yeah. Let's see. And Has Lightyear made back it? Budget two hundred million. It it has made back its budget barely by like twenty six million. Yeah, that's that's nothing to be running. Nothing. Nothing to be t- you doing. You know, 
victory laps over. It's yeah. like, oh, we made money, good. Um, yeah, I've seen the trailer. I've seen part. Like you, know, I've seen parts of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really excited. I mean, it. I I hope it does well. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not really confident about it. Well, the thing is, another reason I'm not excited for it is because The Little Mermaid is one of my all-time favorite Disney films. And after seeing what they did with some of my other favorites, like The Lion King mm-hmm. and Mulan, I have zero faith that this is going yeah. to be good at all. I have... Yeah, I'm, I'm real nervous because after what they did with Mulan, you would think that they would learn from Mulan. You would think. Keyword, you would think. You would think. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. I mean, you know, we can cross our fingers and hope it works. But again, you kind of like sit there and you, you, you're just anticipating it's going to be a, a giant dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if Mulan, again, it's the Little Mermaid, they got the Little Mermaid and Snow White all set to... If both of those flop... After the huge flop with, with uh, Mulan, mm-hmm. hopefully we might see the end of the Disney we, remake. Era. We hope. I mean, because, but you know, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what's, what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, I hear Bob Chapek made a made a, an appearance to D23. yeah, so, and he was. Promptly booed off stage. Promptly booed. Yeah, I think he he opened up the D twenty three expo, and then was booed off stage, which is not surprising whatsoever because ever since he took over from Bob Iger, he has been probably the most unlikable, the most universally despised CEO in Disney history. I heard I heard somebody was talking to him backstage. You know, when when, when after 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 uh, Bob Chapek came off, and I think it sounded like something like you this. Got down on your knees, put your little hands together, and you said a prayer, and it sounded like this. Oh dear God! You see, my name's Billy, and I just won King of the Ring. But there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck! And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is! So as we can see as The Rock so eloquently put, even God himself hates Bob Chapek. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, we're having a little fun here, but, but, this, oh, is ex- but this is exactly kind of like oh, we, how a lot of us feel with Bob Chapek, is that you absolutely suck. Mm-hmm. And you're getting bo- and how that how the Disney board decided to give him a two another year, two years, years after everybody already hated him, you know, it it just goes to show you know after 
God knows how many instances of them showing this that they are out of touch with, with everybody. Everybody, yeah. All their fans, people who watch their movies and shows, go to their parks. They so, they they don't get it. No, I I I think what they're seeing is that Bob Chapik is making he's making them money, but what we're all trying to say is they're making them money at the expense of the Disney fandom. Yeah. And because as as he said in some interview, I think it was this is going back to the they're they're monitoring who's coming into the park. Yeah, it, they're it, they're trying to tr- strike a balance between annual pass holders and people like you and I who don't go as often, or or to to quote so, Chapek himself, the family from Denver who goes only once every five years. And the thing is, it's like you say that, but have you put? Absolutely, any thought into why it is that that family from Denver can go only once every five, five years? years? Yeah, I mean, this is this is. I have I just pulled up the uh, the interview he did it with someone over at All Ears. Uh, Sarah McOmer is the one who wrote the article on, strangely enough, September eleventh. Um, but apparently, I guess you know, the, the, and it says here. Here's the headline. Disney CEO Bob Chapek will start balancing who is let into the theme parks, and the, and and, I, and I, I I saw this and I was like, what is he gonna do? Is he gonna sit there and go, you come in, you can come in, you 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 cannot come in, you shall not pass. You know, quote my favorite line from Lord of the Rings. Um, but he, basically, he's he was being asked about. The park pass reservations, the parks, uh, price increases in the parks, annual pass holders, you know, they've all been analyzed by the Disney fans, and and basically, it, they were they talked about the, the Scarlett Johansson um, lawsuit, which we won't go into, but basically... That was the one for what, Black, Black Widow, Widow yeah. how much he was paid, right? Right. Okay. Well, it was because... It was, so it was because, like a percentage of ticket sales. Yeah, because they released Black Widow... On both the theater and on Disney Plus That's at the same right. time, and she was supposed to get paid based on a certain amount of ticket sales at the box office, mm-hmm. um, and she felt like rightly so that when they put it on Disney Plus, she was going to lose money from the box office, you know. And of course, they were able to settle that, you know. But you know, he talked about. But here's here's one thing. They talk about the price increases and the, about the tickets, food, merchandise within the last year. He said that, and he basically they talked about what used to be the free fast pass system is now the new Genie Plus system. Um, price increases coming to Hulu, ESPN, Disney Plus, uh, all the different streaming services, and basically, uh, and he even said, oh yeah, there are going to be more price increases coming soon. Yeah, our 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 these are our tickets and constraints we put on how often people can come, when they come is a direct reflection of demand. So, here's what he's doing. He says uh, demand will tell us when it's too much. Uh, we have much more demand than there is supply. So basically, what he's saying is is that. With the fact that people are buying and people are going to the parks, uh, 
when the, when the demand for going to the parks is high, he's going to charge you more mm -hmm. to go to the parks. Now, you and I, along with Tyler, we were, recently went to Disneyland. Yeah, we went on August 31st, and the reason we had chosen the, the day we went is because the, the tickets were cheaper than normal. Normally, they would be at... One sixty-five. One sixty-five. Thirty-five. Piece. Yeah, a piece. And thankfully, on for the thirty-first, they were only at one hundred four a piece, which is still expensive. But God, one sixty-five a piece is. And so we were talking about it yesterday. I said it's it's legal highway robbery. Yeah, he he goes on to say here. Is we always watch demand when you're playing a yield game like we are right now, and you have the flexibility with our reservation system. There's a keyword: the reservation system. We can move on a dime. We read demand, and if demand goes up, then we have the opportunity to raise prices. And it's all it's all up to it's all up to the consumer. It's all up to you and me. So, and another thing I was thinking is, it's going back to. We were talking about this a long time ago when like these price increases were first announced in the the, the Chapic era. Mm -hmm. And it's like these price increases due to demand, I think it's like it's preying on the desperation of parents wanting to have a fun vacation with their kids and family, you know? Yeah. That, well, I really want to take you out of Disneyland. I know you've never been before, but the 165 a piece. But, well, I really want to make a good vacation for my, my family. Should I... You know, so here's so here it is. Here's a, so we we're talking we talk about one sixty five. It's like it, it, we were we paid one hundred four a mm -hmm. piece because we went on a time when it was like not so busy. Mm -hmm. You know, we went on a Wednesday like right before the uh, the Labor Day weekend. So, but I was looking at it, in the middle of August, it was like one hundred sixty five dollars a person. So, you know, like average average. Uh, Family of four, 165 a piece for one park. The ticket that would be just six hundred and sixty dollars for, for the tickets. Day. For the tickets, so four tickets, 165, 660 bucks for one park. Yeah, for one park. For one park. One day, and that's not including all the other expenses you'll you, be buying, like overpriced food or if, merchandise. Yeah, or, if, you, if you want to go to both parks, it'll cost you one thousand three hundred twenty bucks. And again, you're right. It, does, it doesn't take into account lodging, mm -hmm. which trying to find a, a, a hotel room within walking distance of Disneyland, you know, it's going to cost you at least a hundred dollars a day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes as much, maybe not. And I'm not including the Disneyland um, hotels, mm -hmm. but it could cost you as much as maybe two hundred fifty dollars a night for. A hotel room right near there. So it's like how much we paid for the Paradise Pier? Yeah. Well, I mean, we paid a little bit more for the Paradise Pier. Okay. I mean, but still, it's like... It, it, and then you got to take into account food. How much did we pay for food that Wednesday? We like, paid, on a Hungry Bear, it was... The three of us, it was our three meals with three large drinks. It was 70 bucks? Yeah, that's about right. It was about 65 when we ate at the French... Mm -hmm. French uh, French market restaurant, yeah, for dinner, and that's just quick service. That's yeah. not, hey, let's sit down. Or, sit down at like Blue Bayou, Blue Bayou, Cafe Orleans, or you, 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 the you Plaza said, Restaurant. You said at the Blue Bayou, you get a nice, nice meal for fifty bucks mm -hmm. for a one plate. Um, and so 
you're looking at, you know, in a high peak season, a high peak time of year, you're looking at just, if you go, let's, let's say you go, you decide you're going to go just to Disneyland. So you spend 660 bucks, family of four for the tickets, 165 a piece. You get, then you have to pay for parking, which was 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. So that's another, so that's, that's almost 700 bucks right there. Now you got to eat. So you, you're, you're looking at another $150. Mm -hmm. So that's 950 bucks. Okay, and then if you're looking at maybe having a couple snacks, okay, now you're looking at about a thousand dollars for just the one day, and then oh, you know, to get some souvenirs, we gotta get some souvenirs because we're a poor family of four from we're from only, Denver, go once every five, well, five years. years, you know, and you. And you and then you got to, okay, and then let's say you spend, let's say you decide you're going to spend um, the night at uh, El Chipo Ranchero Motel. And that's like, you know, just, it's like about, a, uh, let's say, a half a mile. Mm -hmm. And that's another 150 bucks. So you're spending close to $1,200 for one day at Disneyland. For one day for a family of four, you're looking at you're looking at three hundred dollars a person for one day at Disneyland. And if you're flying in from Denver, well, fuck, you just if you spend another what like thousand dollars, yeah, plane tickets, yeah, and plane tickets. Oh no, we're gonna drive. Okay, well, if you drive, it's gonna take you more than. About a day or two mm -hmm. to get there. Yeah, because then you're going to have like, expenses for other hotels, oh, food on the along, way there, gas. Along, food along the way, you know. And, and I, don't, I, I don't think he understands. that Because here's the other thing he was talking about. And, and we were like, I could, not, I could not believe he talked about this. Because if you remember, I think last year... We talked about it because there was a big, big thing going on with the, um, with the, uh, they're not taking away annual passes and they were doing magic keys mm. and they were charging like $1,200 for the elite magic key. I don't even know what they're, I don't even, I can't even know what their names. Um, but it was like the top magic key and you had no blackout dates and you'd go anytime you wanted and only when you got, when you went to a reserve, you know, make a res park reservations that you couldn't get a park reservation. Mm -hmm. And guy, and you had YouTubers like, you know, Adam the Woo, who publicly came out on his YouTube channel and said the worst thing he did, he did was buy a Disney magic key. Because he can't use it. He spent all this money. He can't use it. Chris Provost came out on his... Uh, does a live stream every Sunday. Um, I think he came out either during the live stream or he did a video where he said, Hey, this isn't... This is... We paid all this money for this magic key to, because it had zero blackout dates and I can't use it. He even pointed out, he said, his son, Miles... Who doesn't have a magic key? Just you go in and buy him a ticket. He was able to get he was able to get a ticket almost any time of the day or, or the week for his son. Just one ticket, going to the website, 
and get a park reservation, and he couldn't get a park reservation with his magic key. Here's what basically some of the, some of the stuff. It basically is um, Disney recently commented on an unfavorable attendance mix at Disneyland Resort, which many interpreted as meaning that Disney thought too many annual pass holders, called magic key holders, at Disneyland were visiting the park and thus hurting the company's profits. Yeah, because... These annual pass holders, because they go more often than once every five years. Yeah. Oftentimes they they go multiple times a year. They're less likely to spend a boatload on food and merchandise. Yeah, that's basically what they said. He is because annual pass holders likely visit the Disney parks much more frequently than other guests. They may be less likely to spend as much on other guests on food, merchandise, and GD plus. Oh. Poor, poor billion dollar company Disney. Poor, poor Disney. Um, it is the increase in, in average per capita ticket revenue was due to the introduction of Genie Plus and Lightning Lane in the first quarter of the fiscal year uh, from promotions at Walt Disney World Resort, partially offset by an unfavorable attendance mix at Disneyland Resort. So, basically, you know, and here's, here's what I love what he said. He, this is what Elon's got because he got blowback from from super fans for the annual pass for the, the Disney keyholes. JPEG responded by saying, "We love all our fans equally. We love the super fans, obviously, but we also like the fans that don't have the same expression on their fandom." She <laughs> just want to sock that guy in the face, you know. This is he. Would, he goes on to say that we want to make sure that our super fans who love to come to, with annual passes use the parks as their personal playground. We love that. We celebrate that. But at the same time, we've got to make sure that there's room in the park for the family from Denver, old Bobby and Becky, that comes once every five years. We didn't have a reservation system. We didn't control the number of annual passes we distributed. And frankly, the annual pass as a value was so great that people were literally coming all the time and accessibility of the park was unlimited to them and that family from Denver could would get to, par to the park and not be let in. In other words, what he's saying is, what he's saying is, is that, all of these annual pass holders would show up at the same time and they would all get out of the park and they would flood the park and then, oh, Bobby and Becky with their two kids from Denver would get there. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't let you in because it's fall. <laughs> Where is, oh my God. So, I mean, again, it's, and he goes on to say, that doesn't seem like the real balanced proposition. I guess it's possible that the super fans look at that as a disadvantaging of the way they consume the park. But we've got to make sure that not only, not only are we heeding the needs of our super fans, but we're heeding the needs of everyone who travels from across the country one time every five years. Okay, what was it you just said about... People coming every five years. Oh, the, you need to take into consideration why they're only coming once every five, five years. Five years, yeah. Because it's god awfully expensive. 
Yeah. Because as you said, tickets, food, merchandise, lodging, all adds up to at least a thousand dollars. Yeah. And for most people, a thousand dollars is a lot of money. And it takes a lot of time to save. Yeah. And most people aren't willing to drop a thousand dollars just to spend a day at Disney. Well, some people, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying for the majority of people, people, for most people who live paycheck to paycheck, those types of people, it's not, it's not worth it. I I think, you know? Yeah. Here's my, here's my gripe. Here's my gripe. Because when we planned our, our trip, by the way, we, we, we shot a really good video Mm -hmm. of Disneyland when we were there. Um, you can find it. Where can you find it, Logan? Over on Travel by Nature, and that is N, the number 8, T-U-R-E, over on YouTube. Over on YouTube. Um, and um, we shot a really good video. We had a great time. We had a great day. But we planned this out for, we were planning this thing for like a month. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was looking at ticket prices, and I was like, because we were originally going to go on a Monday, and then we had to change it to, we changed it to Wednesday um, and, um, I, I kept looking and looking and it, it was like these three days, these last three days in August were all the cheapest. They were all like 104 bucks. And I'm like, well, that's when we're going to go. But the rest of the, of the month was like 135, 165, 119. And I, and I'm like, you know, and I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, what, you know, what if like you're you're this you're this dad, and you you get like here are your two weeks here's your week's vacation, you get your week vacation and you tell your kids hey I got a vacation and we're we're going to go to Disneyland and the kids go yay we're going to Disneyland and they run around like to do a little you know do a little dance and everything and they're gonna get, they talk about where they're gonna get their ears they're gonna ride the rides and they're gonna I want to get on Dumbo oh I want to see Small World oh that's great let's go see how much tickets are and you go online you look at the tickets in the week you have off for your vacation the only week you have off for your vacation and the tickets are $165 a piece mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was bringing up about it it's preying on the desperation of Guys like that, yeah, know, who just want to have fun with their families. They, they, they it's like, it, it, I'm, I'm sure they're just, the, 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 they're just sitting there going, "Oh my gosh," you know, I mean, what don't I pay? Do I not pay the mortgage or do I not pay the car payment? Exactly. You know, it's it, it becomes because you can't tell you can't go back and tell you look as well. Sorry, kids, but apparently Bob Chapek's a big ass. He's a dick. He's a, he's, a, he's a douche. And um, he's... But again, according to Bob, hey, you know, uh, we're, we're going by when the demand is so high, we can charge more. Ha, ha, ha. So we can, like, stick it to the customers. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, you can stick it to all the poor people who <laughs> want to go to Disneyland. Yeah. I you know and and he could sit there and say well you know California they they kept the park closed longer than the one in Florida and you know and we it took a while for all like yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter why why you know I, I I keep thinking what in the world would Walt Disney think about all of this going on if he were like just to just show up I'd probably I, be disappointed I think he'd be like super disappointed. I think he'd be like, what What have you done to my park? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're making so much money. 
Yeah, but the, that family over there can't come in. Because mm-hmm. you've priced them out. You know, and this is the thing, this is the thing that a lot of people have been saying. It, it, it's coming to a point now where, like, Disney's eventually going to price out the very people that they want in the parks. Exactly. You know, and for him to sit there and say, well, we're going to try to, you know, we're, we're give, it gives them, you know, a, a leverage to be able to control who they, let me figure out, find that. That, that. That's an exact line he said. It says, you know, Here it is. Here it is. This is a this is a quote. What we will not bend is on giving somebody a less than stellar experience in the parks because we jammed too many people in there. If we're going to have that foundational rule, you have to start balancing who you let in. That's a direct quote. You have to start balancing who you let in. I, I, I'm just, I sit there just thunderstruck that, mm-hmm. you know, that here's somebody that be, for the almighty dollar is basically saying, well, if you want to come, you got to, you know, if you want to come with the most, the, 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 the most, you know, um, most busiest, busiest time, of year, time of year, you're going to have to give up your mortgage payment yeah, for that month, you know, your rent, car payment. Spend less on groceries. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and especially at a time now when things are so expensive. Yeah. And it's like, you would think that at a time when things are so expensive, he could say, you know, we need to like really think about, you know, our consumer, our fans, and think about maybe maybe we shouldn't charge so much for, you know, for, for tickets. Well, you see, the only people who have that kind of mindset are people who have souls. <laughs> Bob Chapik is not <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh okay uh yeah i could you know i could see that uh-huh um but you know i mean i mean i can't argue with the fact that it, when, we, when we were there it was like there was no it was like there was hardly anybody there. the park was practically empty, empty. yeah it's practically empty Longest line we waited in was like thirty minutes. Yeah, and again, but junk I mean, we, we did the, we did decide that we were going to skip some certain rides. Yeah, and, like we didn't go on Splash. We didn't, didn't, go, didn't go on Space Mountain. No. Um, we, but we went on a still we went on a crap ton of rides. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just decided, you know, hey, fifteen minute wait. Hey, let's go do something else. And we 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 actually went over to there was now called the Pirates Lair. Yeah, and we, we were there for what a good 30, 45 minutes. Forty five minutes. You know, we were there for at least dying for, in the heat. Yeah, <laughs> we were there for at least forty-five minutes. But it was, I was well, it's like I said, you could spend a good part of an hour there. Yeah, and and have a good time. And um, but it's just you know, I, I I'm just sitting there, staring at the wall, going, you know, uh, you know, how in the world can this can he justify? How can he justify? Well, yeah, I know how he justifies it. It's called look at the third quarter earnings. Mm-hmm. Look at all the look money. At the money we're making. Look at the money we're making. Um, look at how many pockets we've drained. Oh, uh, yeah. 
But the one thing that's going to be able to the one thing that's going to be able to reverse this. Well, two things can reverse this. One um, is they you, Disney finally decides that they're going to stand up and tell Bob Chapek, um, you can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, either because people are people are going to start deciding not to go to Disney parks. Yes, people are going to start. I know this is probably unlikely. People. As a what protest against Bob Chapek's decisions, such as let's raise prices for everything. Now they're they're not going to go saying no. We're not going to. We can't do this. We're not going to bow down to the your love for the almighty dollar. I mean, basically, people sit going to sit there and go, you know what, this shit's too expensive. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go. And then all of a sudden, they're going to look up and go. Well, wait a minute. And now they basically have told people, if you make a reservation at the park and you no-show, oh, you know, basically if you if you do that three times, oh, sorry, you're, you you can't make any more reservations for like a month or whatever. Because they were counting on you to be there. And, you know, and they could have let, and since you didn't show up for your reservation, the park reservation, oh, Bob and Becky and their little kids couldn't come in because, oh, it was, was going to be too full. Yeah. Do these people at Disney not realize, you know, the concept of shit happens? Yeah. You know? So what if I made my reservation for September whatever? Now my, my car's not working. I can't go to Disneyland because yeah. I can't get there. Right. Uh, I think there's just... Uh, the only thing that's going to be able to 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 change the situation is when just people sit there and go, "Sorry, it's too expensive, can't go." Hmm. We're, you know. Um, the other thing is the Disney board just has to simply replace Bob Chapek. Yeah. That just you know they're going to have to eventually. I mean, for him to come out and just be roundly booed by all the Disney super fans. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, and again, I like the fact that the park was, you know, it was pretty easy to get around the park. It wasn't, I mean, we've been there when it was like wall-to-wall people. Yeah. You know, you know, we've, we've been there for that. You know, and it's, it's nice to be able to walk around and, and not run into anybody. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I think this, this, just this idea of the fact that I'm going to, we're gonna monitor who we can let in, and who we can't let in. You realize that you realize that 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 uh, that, uh, that lawsuit because there were some people who, who sued Disney really? over their magic keys because oh they, because they spent what was it twelve hundred dollars yeah for these magic keys only to not be able not to, be given what they said they were you know access to the park on any given day okay, yeah only to realize you're blocked out for. Pretty much every single pretty day. Every day, yeah. It's probably a lawsuit for false advertising. Yeah, that's what they're that's what they're that's what they're they're suing them for false advertising, or fraud or whatever they mm-hmm. want to call it. Um, you know, and of course now they're trying to like, well, we we, we have revamped the group. First of all, they stopped selling them. Stop selling magic keys. Yeah, they had at one point stopped selling magic keys, and then they basically come back and revamp them, and it's like now they're like, well, there will be certain days it'll be blocked out, and it's like. Oh, Okay, can you still get a reservation? That's the deal. That's one of the reasons why why when when, when I was thinking about getting a magic uh, or, or annual pass, I was like, and they switched to magic keys, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna wait. Mm-hmm. 
And then I heard that, you know, someone like Adam the Woo, who's a super fan, and, and you know, Chris Provost, who his entire channel is, you know, about Disney, mm-hmm. you know, we're having issues about getting reservations using their magic keys. That's when you sit there and you go, okay, something's not right. And then for, again, for Bob Chapik to come out and, and basically say, well, you know, we have to be able to monitor who we can let into the parks because if, if because all of these all of these magic key holders, these fast pass holders, or these, these or, you know annual pass holders, are they're they're not spending as much money in the park as the, as Bob and Becky is for coming in from Denver, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, you know, again, what did you say about you know the reason why? Into why Bob and Becky only come every five years? Because it's too expensive. Too expensive. Too expensive. So to sum up, Bob Chapek is the antithesis of everything Walt Disney stood for. He has no soul. He sold his soul for money. And if Disney wants to regain the spirit of Walt Disney, Walt Disney. sound uh, weird or anything. No, it's not. They need to get rid of Bob Chapek. They do. They want Disneyland to be a place for everyone as it was originally intended. They have to get rid of this man who is fucking over every everybody. Yeah. By saying, you're not rich enough to come into my park. Sucks for you. Summed up pretty well. Yeah, I like to Pardon my language, but I very, very strongly dislike that shit stain on Disney history. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. I I think that you know, ever from from the very first day he took took the CEO chair, it's like everything has gone up in price, and it's like, and and. Eventually, you know. Eventually, you know, it's gonna piss off a number, a number of super fans to where they're like, "Screw this," mm-hmm. you know. And then they'll have to rely on you know Bob and Becky from Denver with their kids to come out. Yeah. Please come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. I think we've uh, made our point. Yes. I indeed think so as well. My partner here wants Bob Chapek to die a slow, painful death. Yes, <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> and I'll be smiling all the while. Why, Logan, why? At least stop on your head. <laughs> me hurt, make it hurt a little worse. Uh, anyway, so... If they want to check us out anywhere else, where would they go? If you want to check us out anywhere else, you can find all our links to our social medias and everything over on withkoji.com slash at travel by nature. Again, that is N, the number 8, T-U-R-E. There you can find our links to our Instagram page for Travel by Nature, our Twitters for On With The Show 3 and Wrestling Boys 2, links to our podcasts, uh, we have an Ask Me Anything tab on there, or if you feel so generous, you can leave us a tip. Yes, that would be nice. Yeah, check us out over at withkoji.com. You can find our, our YouTube channel for, with, uh, for for Travel by Nature, our TikTok channel for Travel by Nature. Uh, we, we basically put everything under the, the Travel by Nature banner uh, because um, 
I know you, I know this is going on with the show, but uh, but basically, Travel by Nature has basically become the the go to uh, media spot for us, and yep. uh, this was the best thing for us to be able to do uh, for for yeah, everybody all in one for place. all our links in one place at withkoji.com slash at Travel by Nature, and again, you can check out all of our uh, all, all our YouTube channel, our TikTok, our Instagram. Um, you, you could uh, check out all of our different Twitter pages. You can even send us an email. Yep. Let us know what we're doing, how we're doing it. We're probably going to be putting up some more links to some of the other stuff that we have going on, as far as stuff for, uh, over at Amazon, as far as stuff over, uh, maybe even my personal my personal website. Some of the stuff I work on uh, professionally, but we're having a good time. Again, go over to where. With Koji.com slash at travel by nature. Oh, we've had a lot of fun today. Yep. I guess with that being said, I'm Goose. I'm Logan. This is on with the show. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Rehearsing and nursing a part We know every card by heart Overture, curtain lights This is it, we'll hit the heights And oh, what heights we'll hit On with the show, this is it 